0: live from the ESPN 690 and Levine studios
1: this is action sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lake
2: I'd, I'd love to answer that question you know what I'm saying the right way um, or, or truthfully like I answer all my questions truthfully you know but're we're, we're sitting here and, and you know we've lost you know how many games in a row you, you know what I mean so I don't I don't want to be one of these guys that and tries to, you know, the philosophy and doing all that stuff. and But uh, so it's, I don't want to be that guy that comes out and after you you know, lose a game and it's like, oh, we're getting better. You know, I think that's, you know, people don't want to hear that. <laughs> at least my opinion. I'm sorry. But I, I hope I answered your question the best I can. Brent wants to hear that kind of talk. Brent hey. wants to hear that. Oh, entertaining games. Wasn't a bad game to watch. Entertainment. What's-
0: Listen, I don't know if that was a direct shot at the previous regime, but it sure sounded like it. Mm. Philosophy and get better. That was a Gus Bradley thing. Yeah. Like when you listen to that, did you think like Doug was basically referring to, hey, when they stunk up here before, they never said we stunk. We were just like, well, we're trying to get better at all this stuff. If we stink up here, I'm not going to try to sugarcoat it. We stink.
2: No, see, I'm not going to lie. When he, when I was listening to him, you know, to to speak uh, regarding those things, I thought more of you. I thought he was talking <laughs> to the people who want to come in here and say after, you know, a Sunday loss, well, you know what, it was an entertaining game. You know, it was fun to watch at least. I uh, saw a lot of good things like – Because you know how I feel about it, Brent, right? And and you know where I stand. And I thought that Doug Merrill was talking more to you than Gus Bradley.
0: Ah, very interesting. He might have been. Maybe he was talking about that. But he used a couple of phrases in there now that go back to uh, the Gus Bradley days. Brent Martineau here at home. Masters flag behind me, by the way. And uh, Austin Lane back in the Action Sports Shack Studios. 5 o'clock here on a Wednesday on Masters Eve in November. Very strange. And up at Augusta National. So, friend Sam Kavoris everybody in Jacksonville knows Sam, I think, making his 40th appearance at Augusta National. They let you win, not me.
1: <laughs> That's what happens. But I don't think that was a shot at Gus Bradley, by the way. I, I don't think at all. I, no. th- I think that – but that was the absolute best thing that Doug said today. There's no question. I mean, he said, look, I know people don't want to hear that, and he's exactly right. Nobody does. Win games, Period.
0: Yeah, you know, S- yeah but, Sam, I've said you this You know, before.
1: on Monday, on Monday, I asked him a question about, um, you know, do guys have to play, to coin a phrase, above the X's and O's. Basically, if you look at a football game, and you know this, Brent and Austin, you know the same thing. You look at a game, and it has three or four plays when you look at the play sheet that change the game. Somebody made a play. The Jaguars have yet to have that. Mm.
3: Yeah,
0: very true. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just to follow up, and then we'll talk about the golf and Masters uh, here at Augusta. But I've said this about um, Doug, and, and you've covered a lot of coaches around, too. I don't know if I've covered a coach uh, that has the temperature of, like, a fan as much as Doug. And and I yeah. I kind of believe it's he's a huge Yankee fan. Like, he gets it. Like, he understands if you're not winning, people get ticked off. I don't know if everybody else is as willing to admit that. And so you guys might be right that might have been more like hey fans I get it uh, this stinks
1: yeah he he doesn't like it he gets mad after games he doesn't show it and I think a lot more fans would like to would like to see that but he yeah, he's definitely got a uh, uh, what do you call that on a on a teapot when it boils over <laughs> he's, he's definitely got that.
0: <laughs> yeah, no no doubt. Uh, hey, what's what's it like up there? Uh, this is your 40th one. Congratulations on that. That's pretty cool. Thank you. And, and Thank uh, you. Is, I, you know, I've been watching it on TV. Obviously, the leaves look a little bit different. The flowers are not in bloom like they would be in April, but it looks green. It looks like the, the greens are going to play hard, and it's going to play long because of the wet weather.
1: From a player's standpoint, it probably played a little long. It's raining here now. And it may play a little longer, although you can hear, I was out on the golf course most of the day today, you can hear they've got that sub-air system underneath the golf course that takes the moisture out of it. So uh, it'll be as dry as they can possibly make it. It is supposed to rain all night and all day tomorrow, though. So tee times start in the morning at 7 off the 1st and the 10th tees, and they're going in threesomes. Because, you know, this time of year they have two and a half hours less sunlight in Augusta than they do in April. It's really, it's odd and, and Brent, I know you've been here that there's no ropes up. I've been fortunate to play here a few times and to see the golf course as they're taking the ropes down. But, you know, no, no, no stand to the left of 15, no spectator stand behind Amen Corner there at 11 and 12. Uh, you know, just very, very pristine golf course from a player standpoint. You'll see. Uh, chipping and chipping around the green may be a little different because there's a combination of grasses there that that they have this time of year versus uh, what they have the, the pure grass that they have in April. So you'll see a little bit some different lies and some uh, some kind of funky moves. Even Justin Thomas talked about that yesterday. But outside of that, if you're hitting it long and straight, you've got an advantage long here. And I don't know if you saw what. Bryson DeChambeau said the fattest practice round yesterday, but the longest iron he hit was 6-iron, and that was his second shot on the par-5-8.
0: Unbelievable. It's kind of like what Tiger did back in 97 when it was 6,900 yards and he was hitting 8-irons into par-5s and, and made it look like a, a pitch-and-putt course. That's what it feels like Bryson DeChambeau might be able to do, although I still have to see it to believe it, and I'm still not sold that DeChambeau has maybe the moxie or the rest of the game to even pull off the green jacket at Augusta, even if he's got all that length, Sam.
1: Uh, do they have one in that size these days? I mean, I could, I could maybe, grab Stad, maybe grab Stadler's from 82 and stick it on him. But I, it, it is interesting to hear him talk about and he played a practice round with Tiger yesterday, and he asked Tiger, what did you hit in here in 97? And Tiger said, pitching wedge. And Bryson said, that's what I hit today. Wow. The difference is, if you know anything about the golf course, uh, when you would leave the 10th green and walk over to the 11th tee, it used to be right next to it. They they excavated part of the hill behind it and moved the tee about 40 yards back into the woods. So it's a much longer, much different hole now also with all the trees down the right side. But with DeChambeau standing up there and literally hitting a drive 400 yards there because it's downhill, if he keeps it straight, you know, the, there's only three guys that might be able to compete with him, Kepka and DJ and maybe Matthew Wolf. You know, those are the only three guys that can move it out there at those levels in order to to play that way. But I can tell you the greens will be firm and fast there. You'll see on TV, they are slightly different color than they, than they are in the spring. Just kind of, you can tell that they're trying to make them fast. They're not stressed out, but you know, that, that look that they get where they're not quite lush green, they're just start to get that little bit lighter color there. I think you're going to see more of that tomorrow if they play. Now,
2: Sam, you know, I'm a very casual, you know, Golf uh, enthusiast, let's just say. But I know the story behind Bryson DeChambeau. Right? Everyone knows the story. And I think last year during the Masters, obviously, I tuned in. The world tuned in because you're watching Tiger Woods and Tiger Woods getting that green jacket. It was great for the sport of golf. Does golf need Bryson DeChambeau to win this thing just to kind of put that you know bow on that storybook ending, right? Like the guy kind of built himself up during the during the, the pandemic a little bit, added all this weight, and obviously if he wins this thing, it's going to be because of the long ball. Does golf need this story to end with Bryson DeChambeau getting that green jacket?
1: I don't think so at all. Uh, he hasn't done much for his brand here in the last two months in terms of you know people. T- Talking to people specifically about you know, the media protecting his brand. I mean, that's not our job, mm. and and so he's he he has not gained a lot of um, accolades and kudos for his for the way he's done. Now, yesterday in his press conference, Tiger said that it's remarkable for him to make those kind of changes as quickly and as effectively as he has been, and that's the. That's the amazing thing. You see pictures of him just nine months ago. He looks like a different person. And he is he is scientifically clued into the game like no one has ever been before to the point where he may change what the game does. Tiger was the extension of Greg Norman, who was the extension of uh, Arnold Palmer, guys who, who showed up who were fit athletes. Tiger is the, was the first harbinger of, of what we were going to see in the future. Now, when you walk on the golf course, all the players look the same. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're all be somewhere between 5'10 and 6'3 and somewhere between 160 and 185 pounds, except Bryson DeChambeau. He looks like a different person. So, you know, it's it's a sport that has so much exposure, so much notoriety, and certainly so much money in it now, thanks to Tiger, that great athletes are choosing that game to play as opposed to playing football or baseball or basketball and are are uh, revolutionizing what golf courses are going to have to yield for winning scores because uh length is not they could make a 10,000 yard golf course it's not going to make a difference to some of these guys
0: That's unbelievable. Hanging out with Sam Kavaris. He's up at Augusta National right here on Action Sports Jackson on ESPN 690, forcing Austin to talk a little golf here on a uh, Wednesday edition of (laughs) Action Sports Chats on ESPN 690. Hey, I've got uh, two more things for you. One, I think the casual golf fan turns on the Masters this week, and they're going to be like, who's Scotty Scheffler and Patrick Cantlay and – Who's Terrell Hatton? And don't be surprised if those guys are near the top of the board and have a chance to win. They've been playing excellent golf during the pandemic and coming out of the pandemic. And then they're going to look up and say, "Like, where's Ricky Fowler? You know, This is a guy that I thought might be the next star. I thought if he could have got a major, I thought he'd be ma- not as popular as Tiger, but he'd be so popular. He hasn't had a major. And since 2017, I think it was, when he lost to Patrick Reed uh, by a shot. And, he, and he, I think he birdied uh, 18 to kind of put some pressure on him. He's now this year not playing well at all. Sam
1: Fowler's issue, if you if you watch a uh, little golf, is he'll play great for 17 holes and then he'll make a seven somewhere, and so and it takes him out of contention. And it's that kind of consistency that has given the great champion players opportunities to win tournaments at the end where they normally wouldn't wouldn't be around. So he just needs to eliminate that from his game, and it'll be fine. He's got. The entire game it's just a question of every single hole you've got I mean you've got to take as Ken Venturi used to say double and triple bogey out of the equation rather than try to always hit that heroic shot but you know I asked him that question flat out the year that he came for media day Brent I think you were there uh, for when he was a defending champion of the players so I said you know the only thing is missing on your resume is a major and he said it's kind of surprising to me was I don't need a major championship to validate my career. Well, I would hope that, that he's changed his mind about that, because if you want to be considered a great player, you need a major on your resume.
0: Yeah, I don't know if you think like that. That Does that mean you don't want it bad enough? Or you're just okay with what you've got, which yeah. is an incredible resume. And he's a fantastic player, and he's earned a lot of money and, and fame. But maybe that's good enough for him. Um, I agree with yeah. you. Maybe you think about it twice. You know, right, I, oh,
1: go ahead. I, I'll, I'll just tell you real quick, I, I walked over – I walked number nine today with, uh, and it was an interesting group. And, you know, since there's nobody here, I mean, you're literally walking right, and they still have these small little dashes of dark green on the ground where you're not supposed to walk inside a fairway, and they still have the walkway set up. But I was able to walk with uh, Freddie Couples and Adam Scott and Tiger today on nine, and then they spent a bunch of time on the ninth green, checking green speeds and the, the role. And then they walked from the ninth green over to 10, and, and I've known Freddie since the early 80s, so we, we chatted for a minute. He was impressed with how well Adam Scott is playing, and they all hit tee shots on, on 10. Remember, 10 is a 465 yard downhill par four. Both Tiger and Adam Scott hit three wood there. Freddie hit driver. But uh, Tiger looks as fit as I've ever seen him. And and that's saying a lot because occasionally he looked like the light heavyweight champion of the world walking down the fairway. Uh, and and that was one of his problems because he used to look like the middle champ, middleweight champion of the world. And then he kind of bulked up a little bit. He's leaner and he's a, he's as fit as I've, as I've ever seen him. And even though coming up here I, I counted him out, at this point I wouldn't count him out.
0: Ah, that's good to hear. Uh, at least me personally, big Tiger guy. By the way, Tiger Woods, uh, Adam Scott, Freddie Couples in that group. If you did have patrons there on that hole and they were ladies,
1: they wouldn't be watching right. Tiger Woods. I, I that's, uh, you're 100 percent correct. And and I couldn't have gotten within a hundred yards of those guys. <laughs> but instead, I just you know we just strolled strolled over there. But you're the to answer the question that you originally asked you're right but the masters is the golf tournament that's the highest rated tournament and with all the cancellations from college football this weekend it it may be the highest rated sporting event that's broadcast this weekend it certainly will be the highest rated golf tournament of the of the entire year and it's the tournament that makes those names you know i mean True. not that anybody remembers danny willett but you know at least when he pops up on the leaderboard most people go didn't he win the Masters one year? So it, it, is, it is that kind of exposure in this tournament that can make the difference for so many of those players.
0: Yeah, it's a really good point. Let's wrap up with Sam Kovaris up there at Augusta National for the 40th year, which is pretty cool. Uh, Kuzas, our producer, said, hey, this might be a good idea. And I don't know where he stole it from, but all good ideas are stolen. Uh, and he said, what's the best hole to play at Augusta? And so everybody would go to Amen Corner, I would assume, and my guess would be 13 because the 13 T box, you're only allowed to go all the way back there if you're playing the course. And then I think there are subtleties even to the green on 13 that are awesome, and that's without all the picturesque part of it. But there are some underrated holes that people don't talk about at Augusta, too. I think of number four, uh, which is kind of cool. And obviously 16 is fantastic with all the drama that's happened there. Do you have, if you could pick one, would it be a men corner or would you go somewhere
1: else? (laughs) I've been fortunate to have played here uh, a few times. And... Boy, that's a that's a difficult question because there's so many fun kind of shots and the, you're you're humbled by the fact that you can't hit the shots that the best players in the world hit that you've seen. you stand on the tenth team, you go, you know I need to hit a little high draw here. Hey, I can't hit a high draw. Who am I kidding? Yeah, I mean you're a good player and I, I've seen you hit it and you, and you'd stand there on 13. And you'd absolutely rip it, and you'd be uh, you'd be twenty yards from getting around the corner. Yeah. Well, everybody yeah. that we watch, you know, hits it around the corner and has a chance to go for it. So it's a it's a little bit different for us. Um, I'll tell you a fun hole to play, and nobody ever talks about it. Nobody ever sees it. Is the par three six? It's a it's a very elevated tee to a really interesting green, and you never see it on TV. They rarely show it on TV, but from the green looking back to the tee, all the patrons are on the sitting on the hill in front of you. So, you know, me, you, and Austin played there. They might be in danger, but <laughs> but none, none, nonetheless, uh, it's a it's a fun it's a fun hole to play, and um, maybe I'm saying that because the last time I played there, I made birdie there. So, yeah, that's okay. hey. That that's, probably, that's probably the reason. That doesn't
0: hurt. his a little flex. I like that. That doesn't hurt. I got. Hey, I got the holes that that happened too, and I, I don't think anybody else would say, hey, the eighth hole is the greatest hole there, but I might. Right.
1: <laughs> that's right.
0: That's hey. exactly right. Uh, Sam Kivaris, uh have fun up there at Augusta National. Limited media, so glad you got to go, and, and uh, hopefully I'll be there in April. Uh, two Masters in six months. That's pretty awesome. Thanks for jumping in.
1: Yeah. The last and the first major of the year. Really cool. Thanks, Brent. Thanks, Austin. It. Good to talk to you guys. Good Take to talk care. to you, man.
2: Take it easy.
0: Uh, that's Sam Kavaris uh, checking in. Uh, and by the way, uh, you know, the thing about the Masters this year, media wise, obviously there's no patrons there, fans. And uh, the media, they've really shrunk down who could go and how they were doing it. And it might be the same. They, they actually would not commit to fans in um, April. So hmm. we just don't know. Uh, but we get the Masters. But Sam brought up a good point, too. All these college games getting – Postponed. I mean, the. I think the Masters ratings would have been really good. We just don't know during football season. Yeah. But they really might benefit from all those college games getting postponed, Austin.
2: Hey, Brent, what's your favorite hole at Augusta?
0: I think it. It would have to be thirteen.
2: See, same thing with me. I'm a sucker for a good creek. I love creeks. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And hey, and, and, and do you put it on in two, or do you ease up a little bit? Little excitement, a little mental gymnastics. I love that out of my holes. I'm a, I'm a 13 junkie myself. I think they call that one Azalea, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Yeah, You're all over this. I got I you, did. man. Hey, listen. Nobody does homework like Austin Lane. You better believe well it, done. man. I come ready. Well done. Uh, we'll get back to some football talk. we got to get our picks, right? Are we going to make a pick?
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. Sorry. We'll do, we'll yeah. do that as well. we got a, yeah. we got a little
0: time left. So yeah, we'll yeah. do that. A little bit on Florida State coming up next. What's going on in Florida State? Should this be concerning? The news that came out today, it's coming up on Action Sports Jackson on ESPN 6.9. Brent Martineau. They probably no. already have one. Cornholing. Austin Lane.
2: You're going to have a call from PR in a little bit
1: here. <laughs> Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690.
4: This year's Masters, it's it's, it's different. You know, we, we've never played in, in, in the fall. You know, this is, uh, the grass is different. Uh, the conditions are different. The run-up to this event is, is different. You know, normally we have the, the forward swing and and uh, you know, here you know, for the Masters. You know, this year's very different and uh, it's soon. Quick turnaround time. The fact that uh, Augusta Nash is going to host you know, the next two major championships, Southwick Special, you know, for all of us, and we have the opportunity to play. And unfortunately, I won this event, so I'll give coming back.
0: Oh, win it again, Tiger. That is Tiger Woods. Want to uh, share a big event going on tomorrow night. We're supposed to be at Fields Cadillac in Orange Park today and uh along with St. Michael's Soldiers and, and help uh promote the event that they have going on tomorrow. It's a virtual event obviously given COVID-19, but a lot of different musical artists will be there. And uh the best way to get involved and check it out, it's something that will be fantastic to watch. I know the folks over there are really proud of it. And so uh make sure you check it out helpsomebody4.com. Help somebody that number 4.com. It will benefit St. Michael's Soldiers. There's already a silent auction up so on this Veterans Day where we salute all the men and women who have served, uh, we want to do that today, but also that can roll into tomorrow and you can help out a good cause. St. Michael's Soldiers, uh, we help support with our Action Sports Jack Stream 18, and they help support our local troops overseas and the families back here. So uh, go to helpsomebody4.com. We'll have more on it tomorrow. Uh, once again, dot com. Also, I want to bring you in because I, I, wanted to, I, I had to get that message across, but you listen to Tiger Woods there? Yeah. And when you listen to Tiger Woods, sometimes this is what my mind does, and probably because I've listened to him so many times, but I feel like when I'm like the first part of that Tiger soundbite is is like something I would see on a Saturday Night Live skit, <laughs> because Tiger is the master, excuse the play on words, of saying saying nothing with passion. Sure. Right. So he's like. Well, uh, it's the first time we've played it in November. Well, no kidding. Yeah. You know? The, yeah. the Masters is being shocked. played. Hey, the Masters is being played in November. Breaking news. And it's the first time. To, you know, like, if you go back and play that whole song. cause you still have that soundbite. Listen to this soundbite. Like, he says absolutely nothing except what we read in headlines for the last <laughs> six months. Yet it sounds like he's fired up. <laughs> While he's doing, like, it's like he's into it, you know? Listen again if Kuz can play.
4: This year's Masters, it's, it's, it's different. You know, we, we've never played in, in, in the fall. You know, this is um, the grass is different. Uh, the conditions are different. The run up to this event is, is different. You know, normally we have the, the forward swing and, and um, you know, gear up, you know, for the Masters. You know, this year's very different. And uh, it's a quick turnaround time. The fact that uh, August Nash is going to host, you know, the next two major championships is free special, you know, for all of us. And we have the opportunity to play. And, unfortunately, I won this event, so I get to keep coming back.
2: <laughs> you get what I'm saying? No, yeah, I didn't notice it the first time. I'd never get it now. Like, yeah, you know, it's going to be different. Obviously, we're playing in the month of November right now. It is Scorpio season, if you will. Obviously, I'm sponsored by Nike, as you guys know. I'll be wearing some Nike clothes, uh, you know, of course. We're going to start tomorrow, actually, so that, that'll be the same. But a lot of different things out there.
3: Can you we know? do, like, a uh... – uh, like Austin's very generic reviews or very well, generic. let honest. I
2: feel like that's just me on the show every single day. <laughs> like just generic, just to say the obvious, just trying to make it through three hours.
0: The yeah that well no you, you you'd more than make it. I'm does kidding. Tiger, man, that was a joke. This tiger. Uh, what's the Nike shoe you guys were talking about the other day? I mean, he's a dad now. So is he a sketcher guy, new balance guy? Right. He's always a Nike right. guy, but is he wearing the right, right. Nikes?
2: See, here, oh, here's the thing. I mean, we we could break it down tomorrow when we see him. I'm sure it's going to be something crazy, but don't ever, and I repeat, don't ever put Tiger Woods in the category of Skechers shoes, all right? <laughs> Tiger Woods is a proven champion. He's a winner. He's an innovator, and innovators and winners do not walk around in Skechers shoes. With all due respect to Joe Montana, but everybody else, Tony no. Romo? What did he win?
3: Uh, the starting job a, um, for the Cowboys for a while?
0: Hey, who, who's the Cowboys quarterback right now? Dude, he's making $17 million in the booth.
3: That's fair.
2: Uh, hang on. You, you just keep talking. i gotta, I got to type in something real quick here. i got to see if Tony Romo is actually wearing his own endorsement. That's what i got to see right now. I'm going to type in Tony Romo outfit or Tony Romo shoes, and you better pray he's wearing Skechers. Because if he's not, it tells you all you need to know about Tony Romo right now. All right, well, there's some Skechers he's wearing, yeah. Um... <laughs> Yes. Yeah, whatever.
0: Yes. Okay. All right. Hey, I've been wanting to do this for a couple of days, okay? Okay. But I saw on Twitter, I I told you, and I think we had a longer discussion about this uh, on Monday off air, but the Tiger tracker could be in trouble. Yeah. And so what the Tiger tracker is, okay, is he literally tracks Tiger Woods every shot, like press conference before uh, he tees it off, and then all 18 holes. And, and that's what he does. Like, the Golf Channel created him, and I have no idea who he is. Mm-hmm. I just know, to me, he's like, he's got to be top three favorite follows, and, and I'm just saying that just to make sure I'm not missing somebody. Me? He might be my favorite follow. Okay. And he came out this week and said, uh, we might be in trouble a little bit because of the Golf Channel changes. You know, they're moving everything from Orlando to up in Connecticut, and I think with that came some cuts and, and things like that. And so, we can't have that. we got to save the tracker. Because I'm going to give you an example. Tomorrow, there will be some, like, uh, Masters.com coverage, I'm assuming, in the morning. But the TV coverage doesn't start until 1 o'clock. Well, Tiger T is off at 7.55. So, how do we know how well Tiger's doing? You follow Tiger Tracker on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And he tells you. And he's there with you. And he's emotional about it. And he rides the roller coaster, man, if you're a big Tiger fan. Like, I think the guy is, fan- I'm assuming it's guy is fantastic, and I'm willing to start a GoFundMe for the Tiger Tracker. But I know this doesn't hit you in the heart like it does me.
2: Well, no, because I don't support stalkers, but keep going.
0: Yeah. Um, well, what I'm trying to do is advocate more stalking on the sports level. Mm-hmm. Who else would be good to follow like that? Like, who in sports would be a great to track?
2: Yeah. First of all, you better get that guy a GoFundMe page for his restraining order Tiger's going to give him. Second, I still think
0: Tiger should pay for him to stay on board.
2: Well, hey, if if he does, it shows what Tiger thinks about it. If Tiger doesn't, because let's be honest, Tiger can afford it. If Tiger doesn't, you know, offer to pay for the Tiger tracker, it shows what he thinks about it. I don't know
0: if Tiger likes the tracker or not. I've never seen that. Mm. Um, So I'm not sure. But I just feel like. For the good of the people, And <laughs> Tigers had a lot of support, Yeah, and uh, Tigers earned a lot of it, but I just feel like Tigers should should make sure that Tiger Tracker stays in business.
2: Sure. I mean, and listen, Tiger Tracker should have tried to monetize this a little better. I mean, how many followers is this dude, or this guy? We don't know if it's a guy or a girl.
0: 440,000. Yeah. So make some money off it. That's Maybe your Maybe a Patreon? Is that what it's I don't called? feel sorry People's, for you. Is that what it's called? Patreon or something like that?
3: Yeah, that or OnlyFans. fans <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Got him. Uh,
2: Coos from downtown. Coos,
0: you've told me about that before already. So I, I like that. Uh, you couldn't trick me there.
2: That's some good old-fashioned fun. I like that. Uh, so who would I get the Tiger track around, Brad? That's what you're asking me? Yeah, I've got an idea, one,
0: but you go ahead.
2: I have nothing, so go ahead, please.
0: Here's what I think, okay? I don't know if it would work, but okay. I'm trying to think of a big star in sports right now. Mm-hmm. But again, you've got to ride the wave. You're like every play, every shot, every whatever, mm-hmm. you're like up and down with it, right? Yep. And so I think Mahomes would be a great follow. Like yeah. Mahomes, Now, the, I just don't know if it would be – I don't know if it would – if you need it. Because, like I said, Tigers not te- Tigers teen off in the morning. Coverage doesn't start until one tomorrow. Well, that happens a lot in golf. Mm-hmm. When, if we want to watch Patrick Mahomes play, we can all watch Patrick Mahomes play. We can go to a bar. We can get, uh, the dish or direct TV package or whatever. Yeah. And I shouldn't give a shout out to the dish, by the way. They didn't have Fox 30 on for a long time. So, uh, <laughs> well, don't get the dish, get direct TV. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but, so we can do that. But I still think, I think you could create quite a character. If I tr- if you tracked every play of Patrick Mahomes,
2: yep, I think so, that would be kind of cool. Listen, no, that's a, that's actually pretty awesome. My mind's going in a different way. Come with me now, Brent. Who would you say is probably the craziest fan base in professional football? And I, I'm, I'm not like answering for like a, a certain quick like, answer uh, here. I'm just I'm asking Buffalo. just a, Buffalo. Okay, Table Tracker. Okay, table tracker. Well, here's what I want to do. And maybe Buffalo's are the, the best example here. Maybe Houston's a better example, just from what I'm, I'm suggesting here. You take the most diehard fan, whoever it is, and you hire somebody to follow that diehard fan. I'm talking about getting up in the morning, you know, maybe having a couple cocktails, a couple basic beverages, and you follow that person throughout the entire game and exactly what they do, their interactions with opposing team's fans, and that's the tracker. I think that's more entertaining. I think that gets more feedback and and clicks than actually an athlete.
0: Interesting. Yeah, that could be good, especially with all the drunk people.
2: That's what i Hey, that's exactly what I'm talking about.
0: Um, I just I wonder. Like, is that almost like do we already have that in a sense? Like with barstool and and just Twitter in general. Like, you can't do anything anything that's going to pop, right? Yeah, we're seeing it anyway. If there's a fight in the stands, if somebody's being a, a dumbass, you know, No, whatever.
2: no, for sure. But but I'm talking about following this person through the whole day. I'm talking every interception, every bad play, um, you know, every interaction with a different, you know, fan base, whatever the, the thing may be. I'm talking about I, everything, every shot taken, every beer, drink, everything.
3: I would want it to be filmed, though, like, like MTV Cribs style. So, yeah. like, if it's a video, it's like, hey, come see me on my day. And it's like, well, this and- is where I do the shots. This is- <laughs>
2: <laughs> and to be fair, I feel like that's been done before, yeah. probably, yeah. yeah. Has it? I mean, I'm sure also- there's somebody out there that's like, hey, everybody, come I- follow me around through the tailgate. Throw what- it on the brand.
3: Throw it on the Let's brand. Put it on the brand. What- would a Tiger Tracker work, though, for, for football specifically because if, if- – you know, say it's Patrick Mahomes, when it's when the defense Patrick's is out there, the bench. he's just sitting there. He just he, is, some Gatorade. Oh, he just took his helmet off. He's just sitting there.
2: Just drank hey, some but, Gatorade. But, best but, hair in the NFL.
3: But, Kuz, that might be the best part. Like, see, sometimes
0: Tiger Tracker is like, hey, he's eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich right now. You know? Uh, like, it, like, stuff you don't see on TV. So, would it be cool if Patrick Mahomes... Like this, the TV, the CBS cameras aren't showing Patrick Mahomes on the sideline all the time when he's on when they're on defense. True, but you'd be like, hey, right now he's going over uh, the the surface pro uh, with Andy Reid, and Andy Reid's walked back, you know. So you'd have more of even behind the scenes, like what's yeah. going on while you're not seeing him on TV.
2: <sighs> yeah, I mean that's not a bad gig. I just don't know. He's yelling at Tyreek Hill. Yeah, I just don't know. Like. I mean, listen, maybe you're right. Like, I just know, like, when I was sitting on the bench, not too much exciting stuff was happening. (laughs) I was getting chewed up by my defensive line coach. He threw the Microsoft Surface Pro because he couldn't work it. So then he had to go back to, like, the original prints, like, where they print them off and all that stuff. Um, then we got mad at the offense because it was three and out, and then we go back on the field again. So, like, it wasn't much from our end in terms of entertainment. I think there's something to be said for following the fans around more than the players.
0: I'm going to give you one more, okay? And right. It's a little closer to home. That might have been kind of cool. Um, and actually, would Jalen Ramsey be a good one? And and here's why. Because he's usually pouting or doing something on the Oh, side yeah. Down, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. But not only that, you don't know what a quarterback does every play. So he might be yapping, right? So if I'm tweeting about Jalen Ramsey every play, and I'm like, "Oh man, he's getting into it with so and so," well, the cameras didn't pick that up. The cameras aren't showing me that on TV. Yeah. So and he they only throw at him like three times a game. So somebody like, or if you go back to Dion or somebody like that, it would have been kind of an interesting follow.
2: That's not a bad one because you know that the, the trash talking is going to be gold, and you know that if a fight's going to break out, it'll probably be between he, him and somebody else. So you have the viewership there. I'm not mad at Jalen Ramsey. I think that might be the best one. Like I get the Patrick Mahomes vibe, but I think Jalen could be up there.
3: Can uh, I start a uh Coos tracker where I just tweet what I'm doing while you guys are talking? Absolutely
0: You could. <laughs> just, probably not many people would pay attention.
3: Uh, Currently, you, you uh, never no, know to try. Not paying attention on my phone right now. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> you never know to each other break. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah. hey I, I w-
3: maybe I should try this, Austin. What do you maybe got? I should
0: just do like a Jag tracker. Pick a different player every week.
2: Have people vote it, on it
0: and see if it would work, right? Just kinda like just that game. Yeah. Tweet nonstop about
3: Doug mm. Costin. <laughs> yeah. I think. <laughs> yeah. Does the team need to be winning for it to be like something that like? Well, we'll get on board when into. Justin Fields gets
2: here. Now we're talking. <laughs> now, we're talking. <laughs> now we're talking. I'm telling <laughs> you, man. Follow a fan around, Brent. I'm telling you.
0: Yeah, I bet there are. I bet that could be good or 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 really bad.
2: <laughs> bad is <laughs> like, good. Hey, in this yeah. business, yeah, bad or good. You're right. It's bad something. is good. Yeah, yeah, in the middle's not. No, it's so not. bad or good. It's yep. kind of like our show. We don't know if it's good or <laughs> bad. <laughs> it's something though. It's certainly in the middle. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, we're gonna finish that up, good or bad. When we come back, we'll finish with something we've teased and haven't delivered yet. That's probably bad. <laughs> it's never been good. And we'll also have our winners for the Masters, our picks. Next ESPN six You guys the guys that are here, um, you know, have come to work each day uh, you know, this week and just continue to focus on on their improvement and you know, this football team. Um, that's something that, that, that I appreciate. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's what we it's what we're here to do.
1: And uh, you know, it's our, our coaching staff, our players, everybody involved is to, to invest in each other, invest in this program, you know, do things to, to a certain standard. Um,
0: you
4: know, it, it is it's it's challenging. Uh, you know, when when you have disappointment there on, on game day, and you, you come up short. Uh, but the, the objective doesn't change and our job our job and responsibility as players and coaches is to get better and to, to go out there and put ourselves in
1: the best position to win and you know that's what we're going to continue to do every every day uh, with, with all aspects of what we're doing within the program
0: that is Mike Norvell Florida State head football coach and wow what a day in Tallahassee I mean it's big news out of there James Blackman he's done he's going to transfer. When he's finished up with a semester of school. And so he's on his way out. Marvin Wilson, injured. Obviously, big leader of that team. Came back, could have gone out in the draft last year. Should be a first-round pick, you would think, in 2021. Injured and out for the season. And then Tamari and Terry, just kind of in passing, in his opening statement, Mike Norvell was like, and Tamari and Terry's no longer with us. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was like four seconds. And how about that? I mean, those are three named guys in a program that's really struggling right now, and all in the same day, either injured or gone. Interesting developments in Tallahassee. How much is that just part of the process? I don't want to get over dramatic here,
2: or is that concerning? Well, listen, I mean, if it's an injury, it's an injury. Well, right, obviously like, with yeah, Wilson. Yeah. With Wilson. I mean, I, and, you know, I'm. He was kind of, I feel like, the vocal leader of that team. Um, he was kind of the guy behind the scenes, right? He chose to stick around for that team, so that's a big loss. But once again, it's a loss that comes from an injury. the The Terry one to me is kind of the, the baffling one, not so much because I think didn't Terry kind of have some other issues with the program before, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, well, Wasn't there? And, like, and he came back too. Remember, you know, he yeah, made yeah. the decision to come back and be a
0: part of this, much but, like Marvin Wilson. He could have gone out too.
2: Exactly, but my point is just the way that norvell kind of exemplified him not being on the team anymore just like yeah he's not here like yeah i mean dang you know that, that guy's supposed to be i thought a leader in a lot i thought he was like one of the upperclassmen and everything like that and that's that's how you're gonna announce that and Just yeah, he's not here anymore like to me that that raises a little bit of a red flag because once again brent we talk about communication it's been kind of the talking point of this entire show like what is that supposed to mean He's just not in the team anymore. Were we going to get any more information like that, or are we supposed to sit back and say, "Oh, okay, it's 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 nothing but chaos right now in terms of Tallahassee and Florida State football"?
0: Yeah, listen, uh, the the documentary on Mike Norvell's first year would be terrific. Mm. Um, the the Blackman thing here's here's what I want to ask you, and because we don't know a lot, and I don't know I don't know if this is a fair thing to do, but I look at Blackman. Okay, they're having a tough time. He's not really playing anymore. They've given away to Jordan Travis and. And Terry is probably frustrated to begin with. He's been injured and in and out. Are they quitting on this team? You know, I mean, is this like, this is different than, hey, I'm not going to play in the bowl game. This is, hey, I'm done. I'm tired of this. Or or maybe it's smart on their part, right? I don't want to do the COVID stuff. I'm not in it. I'm going to go train for my next thing. And, And in Blackman's case, his next college gig. And in Terry's case, the NFL. So maybe it's a smart business move on their part, but I can't help but at least raise the question, does it feel like they're quitting on a very bad football team?
2: Well, and you said it, man. Um, you said in the fact of business, right? These are business decisions right now, right? I think in Blackman's case, listen, the writing was on the wall for him. Right. You had Jordan Travis. Um, you, you you have a crop of younger quarterbacks coming in now that are probably going to be taking over eventually. Like, Blackman was the odd man out. So you can't really blame him for hanging on to what? Like, he's not going to play. He understands that. And I think he feels like he has the talent to, to lead a, a, you know, a college football program to the promised land. So with that being said, uh, I'm not surprised at all. All
0: right. Uh, hey, do you have a Masters winner?
2: I, I have an underdog and I have a winner.
0: You have an underdog and you have a winner? Yeah. Okay.
2: So, all right, you, you can go first though, real quick. I gotta look them back up again. got oh, no, you go you know, first. I mean, let's gotta <laughs> see their faces again. Okay, we're gonna go go ahead though. You go you, first. You You're ready for me? Yeah. Let's go. Um, I've got my underdog
0: for you will be Terrell Hatton, even though it's not really much of an underdog, but people would be okay with that. And I'm gonna go after Tony Finau one more time to win a major. All right. I think it. Uh, is he is he Ricky Fowler, or is he do, ready to win? I'm gonna go with Finau.
2: All right, check it out. So th- here's my criteria, really quick. I'm playing video games with these guys. I go outside and they go, hey, can you go to the grocery store and pick me up a pimento cheese sandwich? I looked at the photos, and these two guys exemplify that kind of thing. Lee Westwood, my underdog, and my winner is going to be, put him in stone right now, go and lock this dude in, Patrick Reed, baby.
0: Patrick Reed, he's already got one green
2: jacket. He wants a pimento cheese sandwich. He's got that face (laughs) on pjtour.com. All
0: right, we'll see you on TV tonight. Live Local Loud coming up next, everybody. Enjoy the Masters.